Oliver from Rugby League, in my opinion, here, joined as always by my illustrious, amazing co-host, Cooper. How are you today, man? Yeah, I'm doing pretty good, especially after um, that rap you just gave on me. That boosted me ego a bit. So thank you very much for that. Um, yeah, I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing all right. I did need to give you that ego boost uh, because of something that happened over the weekend that we will get onto in a moment. However, first, got to give a shout out to our sponsor, Champ Mouthguards. Head over to Champ Mouthguards now and use discount code RLIMO10 for 10% off of your mouthguard. A big thank you to those guys for jumping on board as our sponsor. So, Cooper. Oh. 52 to 16, the Castleford Tigers defeat the Lee Centurions. It is hashtag Lee Watch. A bit of a somber Lee Watch this week. 34 nil at half time. Castleford are in front. I guess to look at it glass half full, there were three tries scored by the Centurions in the second half. Uh, I'm not sure if you watched the game, man, or if you you got up to date with the highlights or whatever, but uh, what's your take on this? Your boys, unfortunately, yeah. getting flogged. I didn't uh, get to watch the game. Uh, bit of a shame because uh, well, they Lee had that trial game at the start of the year and everyone thought um, they ended up winning it. It was against... Um, oh, I can't remember who it was against. St. Was Helens. Against, yep, yep, against St. Helens. And, yeah, that was like, yeah, well, And then... Um, we were up in the first half of our first game against Wigan. So, yeah, it started off pretty. But since then, nothing really has gone Lee's way. So, um, I can't wait for the day for Lee Watch when we finally won a game. But at the moment, it's, um, yeah, it's not looking too good. Well, I guess something interesting to take from the game. You've spoken about how much you, you love Liam Hood and he's your guy at the Lee Centurions. Uh, Nathan Peets, of course, coming into the side. We were wondering whether Peets would take his starting spot or not. Peets did actually come off the bench for Hood in this one, and he came on with about 20 minutes to go. So I wonder if that's more just easing Nathan Peets into Super League and he'll start next week, um, which he might do after after that scoreline, or he'll continue to come off the bench we will see next week, but I'm just going to get up who they have got in round four of the Betford Super League. And they are going up against Southard uh, in Southard. However, the Red Devils, I'm pretty sure, are dead last on the ladder. Um, let me just check it, check out uh, their latest result. They lost 42 to six against the Catalans. So Southard are really not doing well, as I said, currently last on the ladder in that relegation zone. So with that being said, Coop, how are you feeling about this game against the Red Devils coming up? Um, yeah, got to try to keep optimistic, hoping for a win. Um, but yeah, I think when I started going for Lee, I, I kind of understood that it was going to be um, a bit of a... Like, I wasn't going to see, see success straight away. Um, and that's fine. I'd rather be with a team from the bottom up instead of just jumping on some team's bandwagon. So, um, yeah, trust the process. It will come. It will come. Well, hopefully uh, it'll start to come this weekend against the Salford Red Devils. However, Coop, the title of today's episode is Who 
has been the signing of the year so far in the NRL. What we're going to do is we're actually going to give our answers straight up and then we're going to go through each team individually and have a little bit of a spiel uh, about their recruits for 2021. So, Cooper, would you like to take us away for you? Who has been the signing of the season so far? Well, I've got two, and I'm going to kind of explain each one. Um, yeah. The first one's David Fafita, of course. I think he's been absolutely massive for the Titans. Like the other week, scoring three tries as a as a um, back rower is pretty pretty crazy. He's been awesome. Um, but my main one, uh, I'd say, and it's going to sound like I'm being biased, but I'd say Isaiah Papali'i, considering I saw something the other day that he was apparently on 150K. So that's very little money for someone for yeah. what he's doing. Uh, he's running, I've just got his stats up here. He's running for nearly 150 metres game. Um, he's tackling really well. He's not missing tackles. He's pretty much, because Ryan Madison has obviously been out with concussion, he's filled that void perfectly. And for someone who came over with not that much expectation, like some people were putting him in the predicted side on the bench. Some people didn't even have him in the side. Um, he's definitely come over and really proven himself. David Fafita has been better, but I'm just kind of considering the money Papali is on. Yeah. And everyone kind of expected Fafita to be really good. And whilst he has been an awesome signing, um, I just think the emergence of Papali'i considering... Oh, I should probably say Isaiah Papali'i considering Josh yeah. Papali'i now. Um, yeah, he just kind of came out of nowhere like he was there with the Warriors and he was doing his thing but he was kind of like a subpar like not subpar he just kind of went about his business and didn't really stand out where I'd say he's constantly or consistently one of the best Eels players week to week most consistent and um, yeah so my main answer would be David Fafita because he has been better than Papali'i however I think um, if we're taking in everything money-wise and um, expectation-wise, I think Papali has been the surprise packet and um, is definitely in there. Yeah. Well, I'm going to go for a bit of a twofer here just because it did come as a result of a swap deal. My signing, or I guess you could say my deal of the season, is Dane Lowry to the Tigers, Paul Momorowski to Penrith. We rarely see these sort of swap deals between clubs um, that ends up being fair, I guess you could say. One player usually does really well and the other one generally, for whatever reason, doesn't hit form. And funnily enough, it's usually the player who has the less hype and the less expectation in that swap deal that ends up doing better. However, both Laurie and Momorowski have been superb for their clubs. I might even, just because it wasn't as expected... And I'd say it's been a bit more impressive. Um, go with Momorowski here because Dane Laurie, I know for a fact, Tigers fans had expectations for him. He is living up to those expectations. He's been amazing. Um, finally getting a chance at consistent first grade football. But Paul Momorowski coming into Penrith, I think a lot of people had him starting the year in reserve grade. I actually did as well. Um, if not for what happened with uh, Brent Naden, he probably would have started the season in reserve grade and now due to suspension, um, Naden will be taking his place, I'd argue, for the next couple of weeks. But one thing about Momorowski is his defence. 
Now, centres really should have at least a decent uh, defensive output. Uh, traditionally, they have in recent years, not as much. There aren't as many defensive centres going around in the National Rugby League these days. Um, and he's one of them. You've got Josh Morris, I'd say. Yep. And you've got Momorowski at the moment. No one else really jumps out to me. I'm sure I'm forgetting a couple of people. But yeah, Paul momorowski has been great in defence and in attack. He's taken a lot of pressure off Charlie Staines, especially in those first couple of weeks where he looked very nervous to start the season. Um, but yeah, Momorowski proved good cover. And to be honest, at the start of the year, I think many people were thinking, oh, yeah, as soon as Naden's suspension over, they'll swap. Um but Naden could have come back about two, three weeks ago, I'm pretty sure. And he didn't because Momorowski's yeah. taken that spot. And unless Naden absolutely has a blinder the next few weeks, and let's be honest, he might not even get in the side still. It might be Tyrone May coming into the centres. But unless whoever feels in for Momorowski uh, plays out of their boots, then Momorowski comes straight back into that side. He is now a starting 13 uh, player at the Penrith Panthers and you know what the thing that I've always said and I know Penrith didn't win the premiership but the reason as to why we rarely see back-to-back premiers and teams making the grand final for multiple seasons unless you're a Melbourne Storm is because they don't change their play up enough and I, I, I know you should sort of stick to the status quo you know stick to what got you there but you, ne- you need to change just enough to keep teams guessing um, and that's what the Roosters did between 2018 and 2019. And the best way to sort of stay, change your style of play is by bringing in new signings because that sort of forces your hand a little bit. You look at the Roosters, as I said, of 2018-19. Between 2018 and 2019, they brought in Brett Morris. They brought in Angus Crichton, two guys who were going to have an impact on that squad um, and be two starting players or at least two starting 17 players. That alters the way you play just that little bit, just enough. And I'm not saying Momorowski can be that for Penrith, but uh, his import and the likes of Eisenhuth coming in and they've got some players in reserve grade who are ready to come in, um, like their juniors, Tago, um, and the likes of your Robert Jennings, your uh, Jamin Salmon as well, who have had first grade experience. Um, that's going to help them out a ton. So I guess I'll go with Momorowski. Yep. No, that's a good one. And um, real quickly, it's good for Momorowski as well because it was kind of for a while there that I don't know if this is the right word, but maybe the unwanted man where he was kind of just getting bounced from club to club. And look, he's been in like, you rarely see trades in the NRL and he's been in two of them. Like he was obviously the one with Harry Grant. Um, Storm didn't use him that much. I don't think he played that many games at all. And yeah. Um, yeah, I don't think he's really had a, a consistent spot in any side he's been in. But um, yeah, I think the, for the first six rounds or five rounds or however many rounds we've had, he's um, obviously showed that he's the centre for the Panthers. A bit of, um, bit of, um, un, oh, I don't know the right word, bit of shame that he's been suspended for I don't know how many weeks. But I feel like he's going to come back into that squad. Um, and yeah, good on him. Yeah, well, we might as well get to the team-by-team breakdown. Look, we won't look to take up too much time on each team, uh, but we'll kick things off with the Brisbane Broncos. They've brought in Dale Copley from the Titans, John Asiata from the Cowboys, David Mead from Catalan, um, and also 
it's looking like on a train and trial deal, believed to have started yesterday, Kyle Michael Hunt and Albert Kelly too, who I believe is currently in reserve grade. So Coop, what have you made of Brisbane's signing so far this year? Have you been impressed? Um, no, I haven't really seen a whole lot of them. I feel like um, David Mead, whilst he wasn't touted as a massive signing for the side, uh, he's been pretty decent. Like he's come over, he carved up my eels in the first half in the first round. Um, yeah, he's been decent. John Asiata, I think he was injured for a little bit there, but um, yeah. like he's been good. Like none of their signings have been terrible, but um, yeah, none of them have been great either. I feel like they um, they lost more talent than they gained. Yeah, definitely. Uh, we look at the Canberra Raiders now. They've brought in Harry Rushton from the Wigan Warriors, Ryan James from the Titans, Kale Bacons from the Panthers, uh, Albert Hopperwadi from the Seagulls. Also, I have to agree with your sentiments on the Broncos there. Um, Harry Rushton, for me, is the next big thing to come over from England, in my opinion. Um, played a pr- pretty crucial role in Wigan getting to the Super League Grand Final last year. I've had the pleasure of interviewing Harry. He seems real humble, uh, down to earth, and just uh, ready to work. Um, and he'll do that for the Canberra Raiders. He's been playing reserve grade the past few weeks, and um, I believe they are currently uh, second or third uh, on the New South Wales Cup ladder. Um, and he's been a part of that. He'll make his first great debut before the end of the year. Ryan James from the Titans, I think, has been very good, that impact player off the bench. Caleb Bacons, I thought, had a really good debut despite the loss against the Eels on yep. Saturday night, was one of Canberra's better players. And Albert Hopperwadi, someone with a lot of hype who never really got a chance at Manly, uh, still yet to get that chance at Canberra. What are your thoughts on Canberra signings? Yeah, I think they signed really well, um, especially in Ryan James. He um, obviously came off two ACLs, but uh, by the well, in the back end of his Titans career, um, I think he was pushing for Origin. Like he was in the squad or something. He was like, yeah, I, don't, I know he didn't play, but yeah, he was in that Origin squad. And he's come back and he's killed it. He um, was coming off the bench and he's just he's a really good player. He um, does all the dirty work, does the hard work. You can see him really make like he. Yeah, does the stuff that a lot of other players don't want to do. Uh, yeah, he's been a massive signing. I haven't seen much of Harry Rushton, but like you said, I've heard uh, he has big raps on him. And um, yeah, Caleb Aikens is a gun as well. He's just obviously um, been behind a fair bit of depth in uh, obviously Dylan Edwards at the Panthers and then uh, Chance Nick uh, Clockstar at the Raiders. But it seems like he's got his crack now. And um, yeah, it's up to him to prove it. And now about Hopawade, yeah, I haven't seen a whole lot from him either. But, um, yeah, I'll take your word for it. It seems like he's uh, a good signing. Uh, yeah, so I think looking at the losses now, I, I, yeah, I'd say it's probably even. Like, they probably – I mean, John Bateman was a huge loss and also Kotrick. Um, but, yeah, the signings have been good for them so far. Yeah, well, we go on to the Canterbury-Bankstown Bulldogs now. Kyle Flanagan from the Roosters, Jack Harrington from the Panthers, Corey Waddell from the Seagulls, Nick Kotrick from the Raiders, Corey Allen from the Rabbitohs. They were hyped as one of the teams who had recruited the best over the offseason. However, I would argue it's not come to pass. And I can say that confidently because we are now six rounds in and they are the only team 
currently 0-6, which means they are on the bottom of the ladder. Coop, what have you made of their signing so far? Yeah, not they haven't been great. Um, Corey Allen, I was excited to see, but he's kind of been not his greatest and he's been pushed to the centres, I believe. Um, Nick Kotrick's kind of still been doing his thing. Uh, he just can't really... It's kind of hard for him because there's not a whole lot of players on that side that's really helping him. Uh, Jack Etherington can't stay on the field. He's getting suspended. I think he just got suspended for six weeks. And um, Carl Flanagan, um, yeah, he, he's he been decent, but I think it's hard being that trying to... Going, obviously, from the Roosters when you've got a gun squad to the Bulldogs where the side isn't as good, um, it'd definitely be a lot harder. Yeah, the signings... When I look at the signings all by themselves... Um, they were good signings and I think the players that they signed have been decent, but I just don't think it's really working as a group uh, for that Bulldogs team. Um, yeah. So the signings themselves, personally, they've been decent, but um, they, as a squad, it hasn't really um, gone to plan. Yeah. Um, it'll be one to watch though, because I have a feeling possibly towards the end of the year, well, the players who have named, they're all relatively young. Actually, they, they, they're they all young um, and have a lot of promise. So uh, they'll have to gel throughout this year and hopefully uh, it starts coming together towards the end of the season. The Cronulla Sharks will look listed here, uh, Aiden Tolman, but announced officially yesterday, effective immediately, there were pictures of him at training, Will Chambers has signed for the Cronulla Sharks. So we can add him on there. I guess I'll ask though, what have you made of Aiden Tolman so far? And what do you expect from Will Chambers for the Cronulla Sharks? Um, Aiden Tolman's been decent. He's pretty much been his normal self. He hasn't stood out, but he hasn't been bad. He's just gone about his job, gone about his business. Um, yeah, the signing of Aiden Tolman definitely, I don't think, improves that squad a whole lot more. Um, I just don't really think Aiden Tolman's the player he once was. Um, but yeah, it's, I guess it's good to have experience coming off the bench like that. Uh, Will Chambers is a big signing. It's weird seeing Will Chambers in a Sharks kit, considering like the rivalry he especially had with the Sharks. But yeah, um, yeah I'm, I'm keen to see it. I'm happy to see him back in the comp. Um, yeah, it's going to be interesting. I think when you sign like a player of Will Chambers' caliber, of course he dipped down a bit in the last few years he was in the NRL, but you can't deny how good he was defensively and he was still con consistently, whilst he wasn't the best centre in the comp at the back end, he was still consistently, I'd say, top five. Um, yeah, so it's a good signing. I don't think it's really going to do a whole lot. Like, I think the Sharks team will, Sharks team will kind of stay the same. But, um, yeah, decent signing. So, yeah, the signings haven't been bad. But, yeah, I don't think they're really going to um, impact the team's success that much. Yeah, well, we move on now to my boys, the Gold Coast Titans. Tino Fasua Malawi from the Melbourne Storm. Herman Essiesi from the Newcastle Knights, who are actually yet to see take the field for the Titans this year, I believe. David Fafita from the Brisbane Broncos. Patrick Herbert from the New Zealand Warriors. And Sam McIntyre from the West Tigers. He's got some wraps around him. Uh, yeah. What have you made of the Titans signings thus far in 2021? I guess we don't need to go into David Fafita because we already know what you think of David yeah. Fafita signing of the year so far for you. 
Uh, what about the rest of the pack? Um, well, yeah, Tino's been awesome. Uh, Titans got him cheap as well. Well, not cheap, but they got him before he was like a proven first grader from the Storm. So whoever had the eye for that, um, big props to them because if he hit the open market now, he'd definitely be worth a lot more than he's earning. Uh, Herman SASA, I was expecting him to be in the team, but um, obviously he's in reserve grade. I don't know if he works in his, works his way into the team or not, but um, yeah, that was odd because I thought when they signed him, he was just going to go straight uh, into that team. But obviously the people within that club know more than I do. So um, yeah, Patrick Herbert's been decent as well. Um, that's pretty much all I've yep. got to say about it. I haven't really been watching that many Titans games, so I can't really um, speak on it um, that much. But yeah, they seem to have been decent. Yeah, well, Tino and David Fafita definitely living up to the hype thus far is a big thing you'll get from me. Uh, the Manly Warringah Seagulls have recruited Andrew Davies, uh, Andrew Davy from the Eels, who unfortunately is out injured. Kieran Foran from the Bulldogs. Christian Tuipalotu from the Roosters. Jason Saab from the Dragons, who, in my opinion, uh, started off a bit shaky. There were calls for him to be dropped, but I thought he's been okay. He's definitely, he screams athlete to me, you know, big, lean, fast. Um, he's definitely got a career uh, in the NRL ahead of him, no doubt. Josh LIA for the West Tigers and Carl Lawton from the Warriors, who I believe is still about a, a month, maybe two off from making yep. his return from injury. Um, yeah, pretty much. Oh, well, there's not a real whole lot to say. Jason Saab started a bit slow, but he's starting to find his feet. Andrew Davey started really good, but obviously going down with the knee. Um, Kieran Foran, I don't think Spain what Manly fans hoped for, and I do like Foran. Um, I just don't really think he was that. I think people kind of expected him to come back to Manly, and the fact that he was in a Manly jersey, they thought he was going to find his old form, but I think he's well past that at this point. Um, but look, he hasn't been terrible. I just don't think he was what Manly fans were kind of expecting. And um, yeah, there's not a real whole lot more to say. Um, a bit like the Broncos, I kind of felt like they lost more. Uh, they lost more than they gained, kind of. Um, but um, yeah, that's pretty much all I have to say about Manly, I guess. Yeah, well, we'll go on to the defending premiers now, the Melbourne Storm. Recruiting George Jennings and Rima Smith, uh, their edge this season has been poor. Um, yeah. They've gotten better recently, but it's sort of become uh, become a well known thing, at least amongst clubs, that in attack you go for you go for their edge, and you're probably going to get points, and that's the uh, the the main option, I guess, for a lot of clubs to try and score against the Melbourne Storm. It's been successful to this point. So, yeah, I, I hope they improve. Um, they've been waiting for a Branko Lee return to, I don't know who goes out of those two, but one of them will go out um, and Branko Lee will go to the centres. But, yeah, um, not the best start for these two at Melbourne thus far. What do you reckon? Yeah, I pretty much um, agree with everything you said. You hit the nail on the head there. Um, pretty poor, both of them. Um, but yeah, if Craig Bellamy had a hand in signing them, I'm not going to fully doubt them. I, they might come good. Uh, I thought that about Branko Lee when he first went over there, but uh, he ended up the uh, in the end in origin. So um, look, they might come good, but yeah, at the moment, pretty disappointing. 
Yeah. Uh, the Newcastle Knights, Tyson Frizzell from the St. George Illawarra Dragons, Dominic Young from Huddersfield, Sawaso Sue from the Canterbury-Bankstown Bulldogs. They've also recruited Bailey Hodgson from Castleford, who is the nephew of Josh Hodgson. Uh, Jack Johns, of course, of the famous Johns family coming over from the Rabbitohs, and Braden Musgrove from the Seagulls. What have you made of the Newcastle Knights signings thus far in 2021? Well, we've only really seen two, and that's Tyson Frizzell. He's been awesome. Um, everyone knew what you were kind of going to get from Tyson Frizzell. And uh, Dominic Young played uh, that one game, and um, we're talking about natural athletes and Jason Saab. Dominic Young, I don't think I've seen a player play his position. I think he was playing on the wing or the centres, be that big. Like, he was just a giant and just looked massive. And um, looks like he has a lot of potential in the game. So hopefully he can um, kind of lock down a... A consistent spot um, eventually, but yeah, really, Tyson Frizzell, you know what you're going to get, and um, I haven't really seen much of the other signings. Yeah, well, with Dom Young, I mean, I saw in Newcastle fan groups after the game that, you know, pack his bag, send him back to England. Guys, the fact of the matter is, right, I don't even think he had a bad game. He had a, a bad last 10 minutes, which ultimately cost Newcastle the game against the Tigers. You've got to remember, he's just moved over from England, and he's 19. Like, yeah. the the lifestyle change for someone so young. Um, and for him to put in the performance that he did on his NRL debut, I'm not sure. He may have played a couple games, but I'm not even sure if he debuted for Huddersfield. Like, I'm pretty sure he was playing uh, reserves over there most of the time and maybe had a couple of uh, first-grade starts over in Super League. But, yeah, this is a guy who's still finding his feet. Uh, I'd say he plays most of the season in reserve grade, gets that under his feet. And uh, Newcastle fans, I think you've definitely got a future star on your hands. Definitely a future England international in the centres there. Uh, North Queensland have recruited Lachlan Burr from the New Zealand Warriors, Kane Bradley from the West Tigers. And I guess they've re-signed in terms of not re-signed him, but they have reacquired, I should say, uh, Javid Bowen from the Northern Pride now. The big thing for me for the Cowboys, and this is why I had them towards the bottom of the ladder, and now they are still my pick for the wooden spoon eventually. I'm not changing that yet. It's just the intent to improve was not there. With all due respect to the the three names I just read out, um, the only one we've really seen is Lachlan Burr, and Lachlan Burr alone bringing him in is not going to change your fortunes that much, even if he, he even if he does play well. So, uh, Coop, what have you made of the Cowboys signings so far? Yeah, I agree. We've only really seen Lachlan Burr and he's kind of not all like, I he was, he's doing what he was kind of expected to do. Um, but yeah, if that's your kind of marquee signing for 2021, then you already know you're kind of in for a bit of a long year. Um, to be honest, I just, yeah, um, none of their signings have really done a whole lot. I don't think well, I, I, they've only re, uh, signed three new players, and I, I think only one of them has been playing. So, yeah, um, yeah uh, and I'm also not going to um, back down on the Cowboys being my wooden spooners. I still believe they'll um, finish last at the end of the year. But um, yeah, I pretty much agree with everything you just said. The Parramatta Eels, your boys. Yep. 
Signed Tom yeah. Upper, Upper check from the Cowboys. Isaiah Papali'i from the Warriors, who you've gone into before, so I guess we don't need to delve too much into him again. He's been amazing. Joey Lassick from Salford. Keegan Hipgrave and Bryce Cartwright from the Gold Coast Titans. Michael Oldfield from the Canberra Raiders. And Will Penasini on a development contract. So, Coop, I'm going to hand it over to you. Uh, your boys, the Eels. How have you found them so far this year in terms of their new signings? Um, yeah, all the new signings have been great. Um, I think Tom Opacek, I had a few question marks around him when he first came over. Um, but he's been awesome, especially defensively. He's, um, he's been great. And in attack, he's um, been good. He, he's been doing his job and uh, and more, I think. Uh, Zai Papaliti, we already kind of touched on him. Joey Lusick was, um, he hasn't played first game game this year, but in the trials, he was awesome. And um, let Brad Arthur say on the radio before the season started that Joey Lusick was going to get that 14 jersey, but um, they must have had a change of mind. Uh, Keegan Ifgrave and Bryce Cartwright obviously haven't been in the side consistently. Apparently, Bryce Cartwright's been killing it at, in preseason and killed it all through um, training. Um, he got a crack the other night. Look, didn't I saw a lot of Eels pages bagging him, but I didn't think he played that bad. Yeah, he dropped the ball a couple of times, but the whole team was off against the Dragons. And um, yeah, I think they signed really, really well. Uh, they did lose a lot of talent. Um, yeah, I've been hearing a lot of fans say that Kane Evans that we lost um, and Isaiah Papali that we gained. It wasn't a swap, but it kind of... Kane Evans went to the Warriors and we got Isaiah Papali yeah. and it's probably on like similar money. Um, yeah, I think we definitely um, won that kind of thing there. And um, yeah, I think uh, they, uh, they signed well and um, the signings have been doing their job, so I can't complain. Yeah, well, the Penrith Panthers, I mean, I pretty much went into their signings uh, during my spiel on my signing of the season thus far, so I won't really go into them too much. But they've signed Robert Jennings and Matt Eisenhuth and Paul Momorowski from the West Tigers. Yeah. Jamin Salmon from your Eels and Scotty Sorensen from the Cronulla Sharks. Give us your, your two cents on the Panthers signings. Well, just a bunch of depth when you think of it. I mean, Paul Momorowski is obviously... Uh their center um but to sign a player like james Salmon and scott Sorensen, uh just to be in reserve grade pretty much just to have them there in case a player goes down is um is awesome the panthers did all the right things um a bit like uh the eels they did lose a bit of um talent last year um obviously dan laurie jack etherington all these type of players but um I don't really think it's affected the team that much when you obviously look at them, they're flying. So, um, yeah, they did all the right things and the Panthers uh, are going to keep being the side they are, I think. Yeah, well, the St. George Illawarra Dragons, who uh, were going for their fifth straight win against the Warriors, unfortunately just couldn't get it done in the end. They have signed Pawasa Farmacilli from the Roosters, Andrew McCulloch and Jack Bird from the Broncos, Daniel Alvaro from the Eels, and it's not on here um, as it was a, a swap deal during the season, um, but they've also got Billy Burns from the Penrith Panthers. I think thus far, the Dragon signings for 2021, they've gotten at least a decent output from them, so I'm yeah. giving them a pass here, I think. Yeah. Um, 
McCulloch's been great, obviously, defensively. He's been the standout. But I think they've all at least been decent. What do you reckon? Yeah. Oh, definitely. I think the Dragons are probably um, maybe not necessarily sign the best players, but I feel like the players they signed have adapted to their club the best. Like, um, it's all it's clear to show they were wooden spoon favourites just about. And um, they're in the top eight at the moment and we're just on the fringe of winning five straight. Um, Andrew McCulloch's been a, a huge one because he's obviously a significant downgrade from Cameron McInnes and he wouldn't be starting if Cameron McInnes uh, didn't get injured in the preseason. But the fact that he's played with Corey Norman and Ben Hunterlock, they've got that gel together, which has um, been massive for that side because both the halves, I mean, Hunt's out at the moment, but they've been firing. Um, Jack Bird's been really good. Um, Alvaro's been really good. Like All their signings have been really good and Maguire will be good for them as well. So, um, yeah, the Dragons did really well in the offseason and um, it's good to see them doing well because the fans have um, struggled. I mean, the team struggled, which then will probably affect the fans. So, fans have uh, copped it for a little bit. So, um, yeah, it's good to see the Dragons um, doing a bit this year. So, yeah, signings have been great and, yeah, good on them. Yeah, can't believe I forgot um, Josh Smith-McGuire there. The South Sydney Rabbitohs have signed Jairo from the Titans, who I think has been pretty good. Uh, Tane Milne from the Warriors, who's been playing reserve grade. Jacob Host from the Dragons, who um, has been in and out of reserve grade. Tatao Moga from the Knights, who's been playing reserve grade. Josh Mansell from the Panthers, who I think has been all right, but again, has spent a bit of time in reserve grade. Um, and Benji Marshall from the Tigers, who I'd say has been the standout off the bench, um, completely changed the game. For the Rabbitohs, you know, that they send that first wave of, at you and then the momentum starts to shift to the other side. How do you get it back? Well, you bring on Benji Marshall and yeah. it's worked great guns for the Rabbitohs this year. So I, I guess I'd say sort of half and half because they do have players playing in reserve grade and a couple of their sightings have spent some time in reserve grade too. Um, but the likes of Jairo and Benji Marshall have just been great. Yeah. Well, I'd agree. Um, Benji Marshall has been awesome. I'll quickly just uh, touch on, I so wanted him to kick a field goal against the Tigers in extra time. I thought that would have been just an awesome story. Um, Yeah, that would have been great. But obviously the game ended the way it did and I'm not complaining in one of the second halves of the year. It was awesome. But yeah, the signings have been decent. Um, Jai Arrow's done his job. um, And yeah, Jacob, and like pretty much everyone else has been in reserve grade except... Mansour and Benji, uh, Josh Mansour's done what Josh Mansour was expected to do. Like, not, like, he hasn't really stood out. I think he's better than Jackson Paulo, but like, you could probably get by with having Jackson Paulo there. Yeah. And um, Benji Marshall, we've pretty much uh, just touched on him. He has been great. Uh, there's probably a lot of clubs kicking themselves that they didn't uh, sign him when he was available. Um, but yeah, he's filling his bench role perfectly. And yeah, the Rabbitohs got a goodie. Yeah, well, onto their arch and local rivals now, the Sydney Roosters. Uh, Adam Kieran from the Warriors, who, of course, in round one, uh, suffered a fracture, I believe. But I think it's either this week or next week should be right to return and will probably, you'd have to say, uh, goes into that hooker role. And jo- Joseph Sawali from the Rabbitohs. But TJ... Perinara, all former All Black, currently playing rugby in Japan, former Hurricane, could be on his way 
to play at hooker for the Sydney Roosters. And it'll be interesting to see if he does sign because he is the cousin of Henry Perinara, current NRL referee. Mm. And I'm not sure if we've we've had that before. I'm sure throughout the years we've probably had a relation ref. Um, I don't know, like a sibling or a cousin or something. But yeah, I just thought that was interesting. And it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. I wonder if... Henry Paranara would be allowed to officiate these games, but that's just a small little thing that I think about. But yeah, thus far, Adam Kieran's the only one who's really played for the Roosters. As I said, he's been injured, so we haven't really got too much to say on their signings. Coop, if you yeah. don't mind, I might direct people uh, back to our Joseph Sawali pod from the off season if they yep. want to hear our thoughts on him because at the time of recording, he's still not made his debut. So I think our thoughts are, are largely the same. What do you reckon? Yeah, yeah, definitely agree. Yeah, well, the New Zealand Warriors bringing in Ben Murdoch-Masilla from the Warrington Wolves, Kane Evans from the Eels, as you brought up before, Ewan Aiken from the Dragons, unfortunately injured, and Fanua Blake from the Seagulls, who I'd say until he got injured yeah, would have been my signing of the season. I'm completely kicking myself about that because I, I don't know how it slipped my mind, but now seeing his name there, um, yeah, I'll stick with my signings of the year. Yeah. But like you were saying, until he got injured, he would have definitely been my number one or two. Yeah, definitely. Um, I believe it's Ilyasa Ratuva from Rugby Union, Sean O'Sullivan from the Broncos, Marcelo Montoya from the Bulldogs, and Bailey Sirenen from the South Sydney Rabbitohs. And I believe Reese Walsh from the Broncos, the promising young fullback who will be replacing Roger Tuivasa-Shank next year, um, originally signed for 2022. I believe he is now signed for the Warriors effective immediately. So there you go. Yep, well, there you go. Um, yeah, signings have been good. Uh, uh, ben Munoz, Masal has been awesome. As we're saying, um, Adam Fanor Blake was one of the signings of the year until he got injured. I think he's out for a few months, so that's a real shame. Uh, Ewan Aiken's been unlucky with injury. Uh, looking through everyone else, haven't really seen much. Uh, obviously, Sean O'Sullivan, seen a little bit of him. He's been doing um, pretty good. Yeah, um, not a whole lot to really say they've all just been doing their job and none of them have really stood out except for Adam Fenor Blake, but obviously he's out now. So yeah, there you go. Yeah. West Tigers from your boys, the Parramatta Reels, they signed Stefano Yuto Kamanu, who I'd say was probably up there as a contender for signing of the year so far. He's been great. Dane Laurie. uh, I've spoken about him. Uh, James Tamu from the Penrith Panthers as well. James Robertson, Tom Amone from the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Roberts has recently come into the squad and Amone, I believe, is playing for the Magpies and New South Wales Cup. Joe Offerhengawe from the Brisbane Broncos and Tukimihia uh, Tuki Simpkins. Sorry if I botched that one, uh, but he's from the North Queensland Cowboys. So, Coop, what have you made of the Tigers signings so far this year to wrap up? this episode uh likewise with the bulldogs they've definitely signed well and the players themselves have been doing really well um but that hasn't really doesn't really show on the um results like the team's struggling but i feel like their signings have been uh good dane laurie's definitely the standout for me i've already yapped on about him in previous podcasts i think he's a massive talent coming through stefano um i know uh the eels were 
really upset to see him go, but um, Tigers just offered him a, a contract the Eels couldn't. Uh, yeah, he's been awesome. James Tamar, uh I think the Tigers probably expected something different from him, maybe. I think they kind of expected him to just... Well, he has been a leader, but I think this is going to sound... I think it's shown with the Panthers this year that James Tamar wasn't the only reason they were successful. I feel like a lot of people put a lot of the success uh, that year, obviously, on James Tamar. I know there were better players like Cleary and stuff, but people just thought because he was that big leader in the forward pack that he was the reason they were doing so well. Um, hasn't really translated over, but he himself hasn't been playing bad. He's been good. James Roberts uh, is still kind of finding his feet a bit like he's struggling a little um but i'm sure he'll he'll get there eventually and um yeah joe off uh off Hangawi has again a bit like Tamau doing his job hasn't been standing out but hasn't been bad and um yeah overall i think the tigers did sign well so um yeah it's on the up for the tigers i think even though they haven't started the season too great yeah i definitely agree uh, well, guys, thank you very much for tuning into this episode of the Rugby League, in my opinion, podcast. Get in touch on social media or comment on the hype post, as I like to call it, for the podcast over on Facebook and let us know who you believe has been the signing of the season thus far in 2021. But for now, he's been Cooper. I've been Oliver from Rugby League, in my opinion. Uh, we'll see you next time. Well, guys, I'm here with Jem from Champ Mouthguards. How are we today, Jem? Good, mate. Thanks for having me on your podcast. Uh, well, thanks for jumping on board and sponsoring Rugby League, in my opinion. Look, first of all, I wanted to ask, how did this all start? Uh, how did Champ Mouthguards uh, start in the beginning? What was, I guess, the idea behind it and how has it gotten to where it is today? Yeah, it's a good question, mate. It's quite funny. Um most businesses, I guess, start from something small. And I guess you just look at uh, um, how Apple was created out of a garage and to where Apple is now. And it's a similar story, to be honest with you. Um, there's two directors in Champ Mouthguards, myself and my business partner, Urson. Uh, my background was in rugby league as well. I was a player and a coach as well. I actually um, was fortunate enough to get involved in the representative coaching at South Sydney Rabbitohs. Okay, um, nice. Yeah, I was assistant coach under Willie Peters, um, Arthur Katinas, who was an ex-first grade coach with South, um, as well as uh, Matt King as well. Um, yeah, so I was kind of fortunate enough to be around these kids that are now playing first grade, which is great to see. Um, and then basically my business partner had the dental background, so he owns a dental surgery and his father owns a laboratory as well, so it's in their blood, uh, the dental scene. So we just basically put both heads together. We use my network and his skills and his qualifications, and that's how it started. Yeah, nice. I believe you guys are actually partnered with the West Tigers and St. George Illawarra Dragons as their official mouth guard. Uh, how did that come to be? Mate, um, it's just um, going out there and, and basically explaining who we are, what we're all about. Um, Josh Atherton at the West Tigers was a great believer in, in what we had to offer. Um, apart from just making mouth guards, we also love to give back to the community. And that's how we started uh, really well at the early stages. So um, in the South Sydney district, a lot of the grassroots clubs I had an affiliation with, uh, whether it be me as a player or, um, you know, just in the community itself. So I had an understanding of what these guys needed in terms of raising funds to give back. So um, 
we had that sort of model that we pitched the West Tigers that we'd love to give back to the community and that's what they're all about. So they had a bit of belief in us and that's where the opportunity come from. Yeah, uh, how about the Dragons? So the Dragons basically uh, was just an opportunity that I seen. I had a, uh, a chat with one of the other players um, who's a brand ambassador of ours, um, Jess Sergis. Um, Jess Sergis, as you know, plays with the women's at the Dragons and her boyfriend's with Lomax as well. Um, we did uh, Zach Lomax's mouth guard. He loved it. And um, it was just an opportunity through that, basically, that got us in the door. Jam, why should players or parents of players out there be opting to go with champ mouthguards uh, over other competitors? That's a good question. Um, there's two types of mouthguards, as we know. You, it's the ball and bite that you get from, say, Rebel or from the chemist. Uh, most of the time, the kids or even adults tend to just leave them in their sock because it's not comfortable. Um, so it's important to get a custom-made mouthguard. That's something that I, I like to push to a lot of the parents or, or players out there who have never had one before. Um, and the reason why I would suggest you come to Champ Mouthguards is because we actually specialise in making mouthguards particular to your sport. So um, whereas a dentist might give you over-protection, overkill, and it's going to be too thick in your mouth and you're not going to be able to breathe, yes, your teeth will be protected, but it's not really practical. So... Our mouth guards are practical, they protect you and allows you to breathe and make sure that you're still being able to perform at your, your peak performance. Yeah, so I guess you could say protection and comfort and that's what gets champ mouth guards over the line uh, over your competitors. Yeah, one little extra thing as well, I'm not sure if anybody's jumped on our website, but we've got a cool 3D customizer. So you can actually jump on our website and uh, it's the first one in the world actually. Um, in terms of the mouthguard 3D customizer, you can actually see what your mouthguard's going to look like before you actually purchase it. And there's a whole heap of graphics that you can choose from our builder. Um, or you can upload from your own camera roll or any image off your phone and customize it to your liking as well. Yeah, well, I've certainly had to play around with it and made a rugby league, in my opinion, mouthguard. I'll have to start playing sport again so I can actually rep it. Um, uh, but I'm proud to announce that we've actually got a discount code. Uh, with Champ Mouthguards, 10% off if you use the discount code RILIMO, that's R-L-I-M-O-10. So RILIMO10, R-L-I-M-O-10, 10% off your purchase at Champ Mouthguards. Jem, thank you so much for your time today. Thanks for having me, mate. Appreciate it.